0: Eeeh! To another exciting episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. My name is Lauren Big Contact Kelly, and we're here with. I'm Will. Will. Nice. Your your introductions to
1: yourself get worse and worse every single week. Pretty soon, I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not
0: going to say anything. As always, we are presented by Sage Fruit. As those of you who are watching live can see the ginormous banner behind us here. Still can't believe how big that thing is. Sage Fruit is a high quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. We work hard on the farm, in the packing houses, and in sales to deliver an exceptional eating experience to our customers. For the past 17 years, Sage Fruit has been a proud sponsor of Sprint Cars and Sprint Car Racing. We value our relationship with Sprint Car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer, Sage Fruit, an exceptional eating experience. And I realize we don't really talk about sage fruit that much, but if you don't know about sage fruit, they sponsor Tony Stewart racing, Donnie Shots, uh, Tony Stewart. But I guess that was Tim Cading for a while this year. Um, but yeah, they they kind of are involved in every single way with sprint car racing, so it's pretty cool. Um, but you want to kind of run down what we've got on the show this week? No guests this week. Well, at least none yet. We might we might pick one up here uh, tomorrow, but.
1: I want Jared Berber to be on. Jared, can you make it here in an hour? (laughs) Probably not. Doesn't he live? Where does he live? No, he's he's off deer hunting somewhere or something. No, that's not. No, he was working on the snowmobile thing. Oh, yeah, that's not important. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Midwest Auto Sports. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be one of these days. Uh, But yeah, run down the show for us, William. No please. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> we're going to talk about the news sponsored by QualityFreightRate.com. We're going to, in that, we got some, a little bit of asphalt news, a lot of dirt news, and then we're going to move on to the feature winners, which there isn't very much of anymore. Uh, then we're going to talk about some upcoming races. Which there's also not many of, but that's okay. That's all right. We'll that's just all right. do a short one. And yep. Andy Reen. Uh, he commented, uh, Sage Fruit, big on the IRA yes. rookie of the year. Yes, IRA rookie of the year, as in Mr. Sean Rahal. Yeah. Shout out. Our guest last week. That was a good interview. Andy um, himself was a micro sprint and sprint car driver. Oh, nice. And then we also had a comment from Handmade Motorsports, custom welding and fabrication. How's it going, boys? Good. It's going one. It's going good. Um, it's a little bit dreary outside, and that's
0: why I feel the lighting's really terrible in here. Apologize, but uh, handmade motorsports. For those of you who don't know, they sponsor a hard charger in our Sage Fruit Midwest Auto Sports E Series. So,
1: all right, just before we get into the news, we got a few more comments on here. I want oh to goodness. talk about. We got we're popular today. popular today apparently. Uh, Not Amy Pribnow from down the corridor says, oh uh, "Will, you're very aggressive." Yes. Yes. And uh, Jared Berba. Comment. <laughs> snow machine racing is the pure midwest racing i i'm a snow machine <laughs> rider myself i like i, like I, I ride an articat but uh, if you don't jared that's your your own problem ride an articat.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: All right. Well, let's get into the news here, presented
0: by QualityFreightRate.com. The auto racing family is like no other fan base on the planet. Loyal, hardworking, blue-collar, and kind people are all gathering for a common purpose day in and day out at local racetracks around the world. And that's what you'll find at QualityFreightRate.com. Shipping all over North America, Quality FreightRate works with thousands of companies and has over 27 years of shipping experience, and we do it all for less. Use code TEAMMAS for 10% off your first shipping quote at QualityFreightRate.com. And we found out last week in our interview with Sean Rahal, Quality Freight Rates hopping on the 14R uh, for next season. Nice. Along, along with one of our other sponsors, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. That's pretty cool. Nice. All right, Asphalt News. Let's kick it off here at, as you like to say, the pinnacle of motorsports, F1. They're going to seek a 24-race rotating calendar in the next few years. And I'm, I don't really understand why this is such a big deal. Like it was a big article on Motorsport dot com or whatever, but they already had it was a, it's twenty three race schedule next year, so they're only adding one more, and they do rotate tracks every year. It seems like some of them get cut and some get added back on, and then five years later. It comes I think back what they're and-
1: talking about that what they kind of are doing is what I racing does with their schedule. It's kind of like a all right, so every if they have a twenty four race schedule, twenty of them stay. And, and then four just, of them alternate. Four of them will go. So, but they'll keep it'll like it's kind of like a shift. So mm. one will get kicked off, or four will get kicked off every year. Mm. So it'll be like every five years, it'll be a new schedule, pretty much.
0: I guess it'd be a nice opportunity to see some tracks that we don't normally see on the F, like the ones that we've seen this year, like Imola and Mugello and Portimao, which I think all three of those should be on the calendar sometime. Uh, but they're not next year, which sucks. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, moving on to other some other open wheel stuff. Um, Tony Kanaan is coming back to IndyCar after, of course, he announced he was retiring this year. But he's not retiring. He's coming back. I feel like he's retired like four times now. Yeah, his, uh, whatever. Tony Kanaan, it will run the ovals in the Chip Ganassi Racing number 48 car. In so he'll run four
1: races. There's, not, there's more than... Oh, know. yeah, yeah, there
0: is. Yeah, there's only four, four ovals next year. But Jimmy Johnson, for those of you who don't know, yes, that Jimmy Johnson will be running that car uh, for all the road course stuff, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You'd think that Jimmy would run the ovals and then Tony would run the road courses, but... It's 2020. It's... Yeah, it's whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and other IndyCar stuff, Meyer Shank Racing is expecting, expecting... Uh, to be an IndyCar front runner in two thousand twenty-one with uh all new facilities and investments from companies like Liberty Media, which those of you who don't know, they basically own F one. <laughs> they do own yeah. F1. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's uh that's I would and they did really well this year with just like the one car team out of a little shop, little shop. Um, they're a huge sports car operation, but just kind of. Dabbling in IndyCar, but they've got a two-car team next year, and that's going to be pretty cool to see what they can do. NASCAR stuff. Woo! We're just blasting through the asphalt news because we have a whole page and a half of dirt news here.
1: Absolutely. So the <laughs> new the new teams for 2021 have uh, all, like, I guess we've got another one now. They just keep flooding in. Yeah, they keep flooding they in. up like weeds. Matt Tift, uh, he drove... Cars for Joe Gibbs for Joe Gibbs and, uh, and other people. He was a he was a rookie last year for the NASCAR Cup Series, but he has some seizure issues and like other health issues that he has going on that he's pretty open about. And just he said his driving career won't last very long, so he's going to get into the ownership. He's be- become the youngest NASCAR Cup Series owner on the grid for next year. Co-owner, co yeah, well owner co-owner yeah whatever with BJ McLeod. And they're going to drive the number 78, or they're going to own the number 78 life, Fast Life or Life Fast Motorsports. Oh, it know. should be Live Fast. Live Sorry. Fast.
0: I don't know why auto corrected to Life. That's weird. Um, but yeah, so Tiff and McLeod are going to co-own that. Um, speaking of Sage Fruit, Sage Fruit actually sponsored BJ McLeod in the Daytona 500 earlier this year. Um, and BJ is going to drive that car and they're going to be partnered with, uh,
1: Stuart Haas racing. So they might actually get a little bit of, uh, they want to be competitive within the next five years. Yeah. And that partnership with Stuart Haas racing, I think is a great idea. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think them track house, uh, Spire might be competitive in the next coming years. I know they kind of are like a back team. Uh, right now. At least more competitive than Rick Ware Racing. Rick Ware Racing. <laughs> They're just going to take it over. They're going to feel the NFL team coming yeah. up. <laughs> XFL. They're going to buy the XFL. No, but they oh, they have a Rick Ware Racing has IndyCar. We well, talked about no. that last week. They do have an IndyCar. What? Is I it, didn't know we yeah, didn't talked about that last week. Yeah, I think we did. You
0: talked about some like out, sports car stuff in like the Asian Le Mans series. I'm just gonna look quick. Rick Ware Racing, as just that name, is just about the least thing that you would ever expect in an Asian Le Mans series.
1: No. Yeah. No. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, I know they had it in their bio on one of these things. Really. Oh, new stuff from David Land. Heck, yeah. I'm not a fan. Will's yeah, right here. The official Instagram of Rick Ware Racing, fielding the 15, 27, 51, and 53 in the NASCAR Cup Series and the 51 in the NTT IndyCar Series. What? <laughs> so is
0: it just like a one-off thing for like the Indy 500? No, what? they have
1: a road course car. It's, oh, ah, goodness. I don't know where it is.
0: Oh, my goodness. But
1: well, I'm all for it. We're, we're way off track now,
0: um, but yes. So oh, oh.
1: and our resident off road Rick Ware, expert, Jared Berba, says Rick Ware used to have a Supercross team too. He's taking huh. it over. Taking just everywhere. Oh, and the the Rick Ware <laughs> Racing Empire, as you called it a couple weeks ago, I think uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty apt. And to keep with the NASCAR theme, they tested the oval. Uh, next Gen Car, the version mm-hmm. of Next Gen Car, while we were doing the podcast last week. And uh, I I don't think either of the drivers liked it. On the
0: Oval, no. no. They both loved it on the road course. Yeah. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't rave about it enough on the road
1: course, and then they got on the Oval, and it's just... They pretty really much hard. were flat out all, all the way around the racetrack, as they were, even with the small little itty-bitty spoiler on it. However, it just... They have so much ground effect now with the diffuser and the flat yeah. floor that it's hard to overcome. I think it's going to be really hard
0: to have the pack racing like we're so used to because if, if the air comes off of that diffuser or whatever, it's just a done deal. Like, no, it's you're...
1: better for following. You think so? Yeah. I'll be willing to bet on it. It'll The races will be closer, but I don't think we'll see as much passing. So why didn't they like it? Oh, because... Because of the passing. No, because it was they didn't have any side force. Oh. Like the car isn't as down down force heavy as it used to be, hmm. so now they have to. It's a lot more twitchy, I, I guess. I was gonna say more twitchy. Hmm. Well, anyway, as a transition, yes, the NASCAR Truck Series are going to Knoxville. Yes,
0: they have dropped Eldora, which is of course where the first NASCAR like series race took place on dirt and however many 50 years or whatever. Um, and they've dropped Eldora and now they're coming to Knoxville. Um, it's really good for Knoxville, obviously. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's good for just about everybody. Um, I don't think the racing is going to be that fantastic, but as far as like the city of Knoxville, Knoxville raceway, That's fantastic, and it brings a little bit more attention to the NASCAR Truck Series, which doesn't really get that much attention usually. Um, But this sort of thing kind of happened when they went back on dirt the first time. When they went to Eldora, there was a lot of hype about it. And the racing wasn't terrible. It was was kind of beating and banging and i don't know it was kind of like mud turtle racing in my opinion but it was uh it was the world's most premier street stock race yeah basically which is just about how fast they are on dirt too um oh man yeah.
1: i remember watching the fir- one of the first ones and michael waltrip was announcing and the they mud were summer classic that's what they call it <laughs> at first and <laughs> michael waltrip during qualifying there was someone who didn't who was like driving with like one hand or something like that? And then there was also Michael Waltrip screaming about how fast these guys are going and how much, how close they are to sprint car lap times. What? And, yeah, I remember. This is crazy. And oh my! Me and my dad were just on the, on the, couch just laughing <laughs> like. It was so funny. Again, I think it's going to be – the best The best
0: part about it is the tourism aspect for Knoxville. I think because there's also – that race I think is on a Friday. Um, the one at Knoxville is on July 9th. I don't know. I could look at a calendar, but I'm a little too lazy right now. Um, but it's going to be on July 9th. I think that's a Friday. And then there's sprint car racing the whole weekend after that, I think. Yeah, it's the USAC cars. Yeah. So it's really good for Knoxville because, you know, you might get some NASCAR guys that come down there. They'll watch the truck race, stay for the sprint car race um, on Saturday um, and kind of get a taste for what actual dirt track racing is like. and Or not. they'll
1: just come for the sprint car race a day early and take in a NASCAR race. That's
0: what I'm going to do probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it'll be cool. Uh, it's just a good, I think it's good all around. Um, NASCAR back on dirt uh contrary to some people's belief is not unprofessional uh it's still i think it's still just as professional as anything else it's just a little bit more exciting <laughs> in my opinion but i don't know well it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes down i'm I'm also a little bit surprised that they dropped eldora i don't know if there was an eldora issue there or if it was just kind of i'm not
1: surprised at all you know, not surprised the racing just wasn't getting a
0: no I, no, I honestly haven't watched that dirt race since I'm, the first year they were there.
1: I'm thinking it's a contract issue with Tony. Maybe the contract was just up after this last year, and they just didn't renew it. Justin know. Blackburn comments, The time Michael Waltrip was with Stewart in a late model was funny. Really funny. <laughs> 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 and That was Daryl Waltrip, Justin. That's okay. But I remember watching yeah. that video, too. It was at... I think that'd be fun. Is that I'd, the, I'd really the, like
0: the to... the Prelude to the Dream or something. I I did watch that. I have watched that a lot. That was cool. I remember when Jimmy Johnson won that. He beat Jeff Gordon. That was a cool. That was a good race. Um, and now to some actual well, I guess that is dirt track, but some some actual dirt track stuff. The All Star Circuit of Champions have released their 2021 schedule, and of course, the big thing that we were looking for is where's the Wisconsin dates? Where's the Wisconsin dates? And we are going to be spoiled next year. Bottom line, I think we had two Wisconsin dates um, this last year. And All-Stars didn't race at Fairbury this last season. Um, So we've got a four-race Illinois to Wisconsin swing, like Northern Illinois, to Wisconsin swing. All all four of those races are co-sanctioned with the IRA. The Sunday date right now, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday swing. The Sunday date is TBA, but we've heard that Angel Park Speedway is the most likely spot for that to land. If not 141. Now, the thing that I'm looking at here, yeah, the other thing, the other possibility is 141, but it sounds like 141's locked in some BS IMCA regulations or something about only having two outside sanctioned races for the year because they have, already have two IRA dates at 141. I don't know. That's just what I heard, but either way, one forty-one or Angel, yeah, one forty-one or Angel Park would be just fine with me. Um, the four race swing it starts at Fairbury on Thursday. Here we go. I got the schedule pulled up here. It starts at Fairbury on what was that June third, was for a five thousand win show. Friday will be at Wilmot Raceway. The All Stars were at Wilmot this last. Uh, season as well. Fantastic race. Blake Neme almost stole that one. Um, on June fourth, on Friday at Wilmot, June fifth, Saturday at Plymouth, six thousand to win, and then the Sunday date in Wisconsin. Um, on the on June sixth will also be five thousand to win. So that's going to be awesome. My biggest pipe dream with this is that the MSA hops on. Uh, for three out of those four dates, um, and then we get possibly the Badger Midgets at Sunday at Angel Park 2 and then maybe even the Saturday before that who knows and then the obviously Wisconsin Wingless series got to believe that they're going to tack on for at least a couple of those dates then you'll have basically four sprint car divisions at four races all throughout the upper Midwest sounds like a good idea to me sounds like the beginning of Wisconsin Speed Weeks but we won't get into that next up on the list here uh, World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series are increasing their event purses and points fund for 2021 and beyond. Uh, every race now pays minimum ten thousand dollars to win. The year-end points fund was now over seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Single-day events will be one thousand to start. Two-day events nine hundred to start. Which is that's just an insane amount of money. I mean, just that whole year and how many races they do every year is just is crazy. Um, what
1: are you looking up there?
0: Don't worry about it. All right. Um, but yeah, I think that's good. That's awesome. I know the All Stars kind of increased their stuff too, um, from like the base payout to be five to six thousand dollars. But then there's still some races on the schedule that are five thousand to win. So I don't know what that was all about. Um, but it just seems like dirt track racing in general. After the success, like 2020 was weird, but also dirt track racing was the first spectator sport to come back. Racing in general, actually, was the first spectator sport to come back after COVID. And I think it really paid dividends for them, like just for every like sanctioning body of dirt track racing. Like it kind of showed it to the world a little bit, especially with those few World of Outlaw dates that were broadcast on uh, television, like cable. Um, so I think... I think that's a really good thing. It's a really good sign to see all that money getting injected into dirt track racing for next year. Um, would love to see it injected into our local stuff too, a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, USAC, Chris Wyndham. Opinions on Chris Wyndham? Did you I, watch the, no. the race where he dumped Ricky Stenhouse? No, I don't know. Well,. There was kind of some controversy because we were talking about the night that we had the podcast last week, the 17th, um, there was a race at Bakersfield. Is that where it was? I have no idea. Bakersfield? I think that's what it was called, Bakersfield. I watched it, um, and in order to win the championship, Chris Wyndham had to finish in some certain position because Tyler Courtney did really well, or he didn't do – I don't remember what it was. But he could clinch the championship, and he did by one point by dumping Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the last lap. Uh, to get an extra spot and he won the championship by one point um, so that was kind of some controversy but the biggest controversy was obviously this week this past weekend uh, the two races at Merced Speedway were show up points only so basically if you showed up I think you got a certain amount of points just to be there yeah and then there was no race points awarded so they really didn't mean anything um, so all Chris Wyndham had to do was show up and win the championship and he did and he has now completed the USAC Triple Crown, um, not in the same year, but everybody's saying that he has completed the Triple Crown. The
1: Triple Crown, according to Wikipedia, this is what I was looking up, is, is earned when a USAC Racing when a driver claims all three national championships. Only two drivers have done it in a single season. Yeah, but then there's other drivers have done it over multiple seasons. Well. Yeah, well, so...
0: Um, (laughs) But the other drivers that have completed the Triple Crown, whether in one season or multiple seasons, I don't really... I mean, obviously in one season, it's a lot more impressive. But Pancho Carter did it, Tony Stewart, Dave Darlin, J.J. Yaley, Jerry Coons Jr., and Tracy Hines. That's a pretty elite group of racers uh, there to be mentioned alongside with. And now Chris Windham is. Um, And the interesting thing is, of course, our good buddies... A good buddy, I guess. Brian Walker over at Wikipedia, He's not a buddy. I just, I just like the guy. He's a nice guy. Um, if races at Merced had been full points races, Tanner Thorson would have been the champion by a wide margin as well. Courtney would have finished second, and Wyndham would have finished a distant third. So that's interesting. Obviously, I'm sure Chris Wyndham wasn't on the button as much as he would have been if he was racing for a championship in the last two nights but it still would have been very very interesting because Thorson was third coming into like after Bakersfield after Chris Wyndham clinched the championship so that would have been interesting it was still a, an awesome points battle um, the whole USAC format and the way that that season wrapped up is a little bit odd to me um, but is what it is. It's USAC.
1: It was a. it was prior agreed on, so it's not a huge deal. They knew that the last two weren't gonna count anyway, so they raced yeah. to the last one. Uh, if if they wanted to count those, they would have voted on that. Yeah. So I don't know why everyone's undies are in a bunch over it. My undies aren't in a bunch, I just think it was. Oh, been nice. you were
0: it, it would have been nice to end the
1: season on points. Oh, you points were races. cackling all in the Midwest auto oh, yeah. sales no, I, group chat of I ours. Don't
0: like, I don't like USAC's format. I don't like that the season ended without points races, but they were somehow still show up points. Yeah. Like, what's the point? I don't get that. I don't get the point of so get car cones. points races. Yeah, that's just Yeah. I Anywho. <laughs> um Mikhail Larson. Is now at 43 wins on the season. I think he's a little bit under 50% now. Yeah, because he did those late model
1: shows. and
0: Yeah. Um, he's now at 43 wins on the season. Uh, he won the 360 feature at Merced with the USAC Midgets um, over Dominic Selzy. He didn't really do that hot in the Midgets either. I like think he finished, I mean, he was still top five, but he didn't win anything. Um, uh, he was in his
1: own car. Yeah. Like, he owned his own car. Normally, yeah. he drives for, that like... That was
0: sick looking, too. That MAV TV.
1: Yeah, normally he drives for, like, Chad Boat or Keith Coons. Mm-hmm. But he was in his own car. I give him credit. It was the oh, same yeah. crew chief, too.
0: Yeah. Paul Shout Silva. out to Dominic Selzy, too. He just about stole it from, from Larson. But then, uh, just... Kyle just made everyone look stupid. So, um... And then this is really, really cool. Uh, Brian Carver. He won the Give Back Classic at, Uh, Millbridge. Which is uh the micro sprint race, and that he had the option. I know we've talked about this the past couple weeks, but he had the option of picking fifteen thousand dollars cash, or five thousand dollars cash and into Keith Coons Motorsports Chili Bowl ride, uh for this coming Chili Bowl. He he owned like he he owns his own team. It's a very small like low budget operation, so he couldn't pass up the fifteen thousand. Like there was he had to take it to inject it into his team. Everybody saw that and realized why he did it, and somebody put together a crowdfunding fund, crowd thing, like was it Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something like that, um, and they raised the extra ten or $10,000 $10, $10, uh, to give to Keith Koontz Motorsports uh, so Brian Carver could run the Chili Bowl, and they did that. So he's running the Chili Bowl, confirmed. That's awesome. I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. What are you you looking at? I'm just on a Wikipedia uh, looking at other champions. For USAC? For USAC. And then there's some other big stuff. I know you had something
0: pulled up about this, too. Yeah. Um, Tucker Boat Motorsports is now just Chad Boat Industries after Corey Tucker left the organization. sounded like he was on good terms. Just sounded like he was kind of moving on. But I don't know. You had it pulled up.
1: Yeah, so in there... In They've their, got a lot of accolades uh, together. Yes, they do. In their Tucker boat and over their span of history, since I guess their their uh, accolades started in 2016, they have 18 USAC National midget wins. Uh, they were the 2016 Belleville midget national champions. That's a that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. The 2018 USAC National midget championship runner up. The 2018 and 2020 Chili Bowl Race of Champion winner, 2020 Chili Bowl runner-up, and 2020 Chili Bowl prelim win, along with the 2020 Indiana Midget Week Championship and the USAC National Championship this year. So, obviously, the Midget Week Championship is with Kyle Larson and then
0: Chris Windham took the championship this year. So, um, that's a crazy amount of success in, what is that, just over four years that they've done? are they oh, yeah. I, I think but i mean like I don't that, know how long but that run of success was 2016 over, yeah about four years so that's crazy um speaking of midget stuff here matt wood racing is bringing seven cars to the chili bowl so the super teams again just popping up like weeds just everywhere i have mixed feelings about super teams in the chili bowl are they all pay pay drivers for the most part, on super teams, this one doesn't seem like A no, lot.
1: No, I, uh, I don't know. It depends. Depends on who the person is. It depends who the team is. Yeah. But anyway, one, but yeah, with uh, Matt Wood Racing bringing seven cars, uh, they have Shane Galabick, the three hundred and sixty, the three hundred and sixty stud, and uh, four hundred and ten driver. I don't even know where what he did this. this he ran that seventeen W. Oh, uh, West Ford and Nas Energy drink car. Yeah, I think out west, right? Yeah. Okay. Ryan Bernal, Colby Copeland, Mitchell Moles, Kevin Thomas Jr., Zeb Wise, and Casey Kane. That's quite a little bit surprised
0: about the Casey Kane edition there. Yeah,
1: me too. I I, I'd like to see him back at the Chili Bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, he's gonna be. You can see. You can go
0: to the Chili Bowl and see him because pit passes are unlimited. (laughs) We'll, We'll see what happens. The only guy that I don't really know much about is Mitchell Moles. Uh, he ran. He's ran a midget pretty much all this year. I mean, he hasn't really done much, I don't think. But he was in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously Kevin Thomas Jr. USAC sprint car stud, uh, Zeb Wise All Star Rookie of the Year this year, and Keith Coons Motorsports driver. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Bernal, kind of a he's a midget guy, isn't he? Or is he sprint cars
1: now? Mm- both. Probably. USAC, obviously. Anyway, but... Jared, Jared just chimed in again. Jared, why don't you just ho- co-host this? Uh, co-host this. Zeb show is driving for oh for them in the midgets next year too. When he isn't running the wing car, hang on. What wing
0: car is he driving? I we don't. I that. don't know what wing car. to say I haven't seen. I don't think he announced before. yet. No, I haven't seen anything about a wing car with Zeb Wise. Um, but that'd be cool to see him back in a midget. He's obviously a he's a midget stud. So that'll be cool. And then some. Kind of bittersweet news. Danny Smith, who drives the number four, it's that really simple white number four, uh, 410, or 360 actually now. Um, uh, number four car in now in the USCS most of the time. Uh, but his 45-year win record uh, came to an end this last weekend. He came really close, finished third uh, with USCS. <laughs> at uh, Hendry Motorsports Park for their season finale. Um, so, he's won some kind of, like, touring feature, whether it be 410s or 360s, for the past 45 years. That's crazy. Yes. I don't think that you
1: think it's that crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> I think it's going to just about wrap it up for the news. Uh, unless anybody in the comments section... Has any news or
1: big balls they want to drop on us? Oh, I found something this week that I forgot to bring up. Oh. Um, Mercedes, their 2021 car. No, oh, we're back to F1 here. We're, yeah, I, we're getting this news is, whiplash over here. Yeah, <laughs> This is a rumor. Obviously, this isn't confirmed.
0: Oh, no, we're in the rumor mill. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they've they already gained back all the downforce that they lost with the regulations next year. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. No, Mercedes 1 2 all next season then. Um
0: god, I just I can't wait for 2022. Of course, the new regulations were supposed to come in next year, but now with COVID they're not. So um but yeah, let's get into some Winter Circle stuff. Liquid Nitro energy drink Winter Circle to be exact. Uh where's the ad? There it is. Fuel up with the best liquid nitro energy drink. Has all the power and fuel to get you through race day with zero crash or aftertaste. Vitamins B6 and B12 combined with powerful powerful herbs. Miss say that every single week. Powerful herbs and a great taste that will keep your engine running no matter what the day or the track throws at you. Liquid Nitro is available in original Tropical Storm low-carb energy shooters and now CBD-infused water for a full line of powerful drinks to keep you fueled up for the long haul. Ask for Liquid Nitro in your local convenience stores and vending machines or visit liquidnitroenergydrink.com to place an order. And
1: there ain't much. Um, <laughs> For, for results. Uh, so for pretty nice much week. real world results. Uh, Tanner, woo, Thomas Mesrol. I don't know why I said Tanner. Oh, uh, because it's the next winner. <laughs> yeah. Timez. he won night one at Merced, and Tanner Thorson won night two mm. at Merced. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's it.
0: There were some other like little specials and stuff like that here and there. There was a lot of specials this weekend with it being. You know, Thanksgiving and all that. But uh too bad they don't have turkey night anymore. Oh, or this year. I miss that. But the, apparently there's something called the Gobbler. The Gobbler. Which is late models. Mud Turtles. No. Gotta love love Um, and then we're gonna go to virtual stuff. Uh with our Midwest Auto Sports E series. Uh 410s, our Phantom Outlaws 410 League. You wanna run that now? No. All right. Well, Chance Tyskowski took on the win. He's now ahead in the points by like 21 points, I think, with only two races left. Including tonight's race. Kenny Miller finished second in his debut in our Phantom Outlaws four ten league. And Tyler Tischendorf held it down for the uh the regulars and finished in third. So after starting on the pole. He wheeled that baby all the way from third to or from first to third. <laughs> what a genius. No, I was really impressed with Tyler that night. He hung right with the guys out front and those two guys. Oh, is really that the good.
1: race the race where I caught chance and then dumped it in turn four yeah <laughs> yeah this was at learning yeah that was fantastic <laughs> and then
0: uh we can pull up here we've got our ballpark brand midget league we were at the chili bowl this last weekend um and i believe chase mcdermott took the win there after carter surf's fuel guy forgot to uh, put the last 15 gallons in <laughs> Um so Chase took home the win. Will Armitage finished in second. I think that's his best finish in our E series so far. And Trevor Frank round out the top three. And then our uh Pro League was at Road America. We finally got that race in. Um but it was in uh Indy Pro two thousand
1: cars. Will probably would have won. My my qualifying times that I was putting up before I got off the We're just smoking. Well let's let's see the qualifying session qualifying uh faster lap time 202 so i was like three seconds four seconds faster than trevor frank Oof! wow you but, missed out on that one bud Ah, uh, that's right um <laughs> <laughs> trevor frank took on the wind led every
0: single lap um jason Schilling came home in second and justin blackburn i am first, so proud first podium of his career uh, in our Midwest Auto Sports E-Series. Awesome to see Justin uh, get a podium there. So anyway, the Trevor
1: Frank was driving the factory ballpark entry number 21 Oreo machine. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was He was running that Oreo livery, um, which I honestly like. I like it a lot. Um, I just kind of give him some crap for it. And then our Sage Fruit Sprint League. Thank you, Sage Fruit, uh, for sponsoring our entire E-Series and our Sprint League. That race, that was a f- – just a loaded, loaded field. Austin Semmelman took home the win uh at Charlotte. We were actually in four tens um at the char- at the dirt track at Charlotte. Um and Austin Semmelman took home the win. Chance Siskowski finished a very close second, and Braden Mattson uh finished third, his first podium in our E series so far this season. Um we'll get to the upcoming races um in our league here in just a little bit. And speaking of upcoming races, Daytona is now only 82 days away. Let me (laughs) change that There, F1 is not off this weekend. I forgot to change that. Um, They're at Bahrain. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, They're at Bahrain this weekend for the Bahrain GP. And then next weekend, they're there for the... What they're calling an oval. Sakir GP at the outer layout at Bahrain, which they say is an oval and it's not an oval.
1: I would like to see an F1 car at an oval. There's like 17 turns um I don't f1 know. at martinsville
0: let's do that in f1 pro at league. martinsville yeah, let's yeah. do that. pro league f1 at lanier asphalt <laughs> <laughs> all right uh um, well you can put rain tires on an f1 right so you can we'll rip them around knoxville um i think usac is done for the season now uh, pretty much completely so get rid of that and i think that's just about it uh, our real world stuff there's a lot of specials going on this weekend um, all of these are live on Flow Racing. We're actually both Flow Racing,
1: uh, what are we, affiliates? Yeah, affiliates. Affiliates for Flow Racing, and we don't use it at all. <laughs> I just like getting the emails every week. Yeah, it, it makes me feel really professional.
0: Um, but there's a lot on Flow Racing this weekend, like genuinely. If you thought that real world stuff is done, it's not. Because um, on, what is it? What's the 28th? Is it 28th? Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Yes, it is. Um, on the 27th and 28th at 5.30 p.m., the Gobbler at Cochran Motor Speedway. I don't even know where that is. Um, 15000 to win late models. Um, that's at 5.30 p.m. on the 27th and 28th. Also on the 27th and 28th um, at 4.45 p.m., Merced Speedway is back on flow racing this weekend. They've got IMCA Modifieds, Sport Mods, 305 Sprint Cars, and Stock Cars. Um, all at Merced Speedway this weekend. Um, then, uh, also on the 27th and 28th at 7 PM, Copper Classic at Arizona Speedway, ASCS 360 sprints and non-wings. Um, it's, I think it's like the ASCS, like Western tour or something like that, but anybody who's not racing anywhere else this weekend is going to go run a 360 there. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, that's the Copper Classic. And then, um, just on the 27th, the Sprint Car Grand Prix. At, I don't know why they call it a Grand Prix uh, on dirt at Western Springs. This is in New Zealand. Uh, that's at eleven thirty p.m. So this was kind of cool actually. A couple weekends ago, they had I don't remember what it was. It was some USAC midget race or something like that, and that was at seven p.m. and that was done by I think like ten forty-five, mm-hmm. and then at eleven Western Springs came on. So I just stayed up all night and watched midgets and sprint cars. That I love
1: Western cool. Springs.
0: It's so narrow. I never. It's like, uh, have you ever seen the NASCAR modifieds at Bowman Gray? Like those old videos. Yeah. Show? All right, we're back. <laughs> we got another phone call from uh, the same guy that called us last week. But uh, yeah, Western Springs super narrow. It's also really fast. There's not a lot of banking, um, so it's it's really really cool. It's like it's like if Bowman Gray was dirt. Um, so. Then we're moving on. More stuff in New Zealand, actually. Uh, mainland stock cars are also on the 27th. This is both this Friday, 11.30 p.m. So if you like sprint cars and midgets, watch Western Springs. If you like fender cars, watch the stock cars at Woodford Glen in New Zealand as well. So a couple of New Zealand stuff on floor Racing this weekend. And then the leftover at 411 Motor Speedway, which just grinds my gears because it's another gosh dang highway named racetrack. Too many of them. Stop. Eleven thirty a.m. on Saturday, the twenty eighth. Leftover four one one or leftover at four one one Motor Speedway. Five thousand to win late models. That's going on all uh, throughout Saturday during the day. Uh, There's a lot of other classes racing um, that day as well. I don't remember exactly what they were, but a lot of stuff to watch this weekend if you're still down for some real world racing on flow, or if you can make it to. Cocker Motor Speedway, Merced Speedway, or Arizona Speedway, or 411 Motor Speedway, or if you're in New Zealand for some reason and listening to this podcast in the U.S., um, head out to Western Springs or Woodford Glen um, if you can. I don't know if they even have uh, fans allowed there or not, but I don't know. That'll be interesting. I know Merced Speedway ran without uh, fans this last weekend at the USAC race, so there was, like, really limited like, – I the grandstands were all closed up but um and virtual stuff we have just one race this week actually in our um sage fruit e-series um i thought we had midgets this weekend too um i think we might i don't know but uh the phantom outlaws 410s are tonight at kokomo that was supposed to be broadcast live um but unfortunately um uh, our buddy jeff burba is ill um so we won't be able to uh broadcast that tonight uh but we will do we'll Record all of it and then we'll upload it later with commentary and, and all that good stuff. Um either later tonight or tomorrow, whenever whenever we get that uh video done. So yeah, I think that's just about gonna do it. Um no guests this week. Uh we well, we might have a guest here in the next couple days, but I don't know. Still waiting to hear back. Um but next week. We will have we will be having uh, Steve Sinclair on um, the podcast here in the next couple weeks. He's got some stuff going on this week. I don't think he'll be able to make it, um, but he's going to come on to talk about the 2021 IRA schedule once that drops. Uh, they're waiting on some things to confirm for that, but it's it's going to be a really cool schedule, and I think everybody's going to really really like it. Um, IRA has been kind of expanding over the past few years, and it sounds like that's kind of what they're going to keep doing next year. So.
1: Woo.
0: Are you looking for? Oh, you're looking at Western Springs. Yeah, we should uh, fly Chase McDermott down there. No, put him in a put him in a midget at Too Western Springs. <laughs> Sorry, Chase. <laughs> I I think that's just about gonna do it though. Nice and short and sweet this week. Um, you know, if we have a guest, I guess we'll plug the interview in here. And if not, I think that's just about gonna do it. Did you have anything left? You were kind of quiet there for the end. I know you were yelling at some people. Yeah, uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> no, I uh, I'm good. All right, I'm gonna go get on the sim rig and. Start practicing for the tonight's Kulkuma race at Cosmo.
0: Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, really bummed we're not gonna be able to broadcast it. But again, we're gonna upload that whole replay um, after the race is done. So thank you. Wow, well, nice voice crack. I got through that a whole episode without a single voice crack and it came on at the end. Nice. boy. You're watching Western Springs highlights. Yeah. <laughs> it literally does that not look like Bowman Gray, but if it was dirt, it's like a, it's, yeah the stadium yeah it's like a track (laughs) it's like a running track i think that's probably probably what it is but it's cool it's it's an awesome awesome place to watch races so um yeah i guess thank you all for tuning in thank you all for watching on facebook if you did and uh yeah keep it flat out talk to you next week